Hello everyone and happy 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick on Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. and welcome to another episode of your weekly devotional with the gratitude chick so what i have decided to do instead of skipping around and skipping around i have decided that i am going to start getting a little bit closer not just with god and his word but with some of the stories that are told in the bible so um what I am going to do is read I really want to go back and and read more about David. I read a lot about David when I was growing up and you know in school or whatever, but um a lot of it now in my adult life has really been relegated to Psalms, you know, because you know David is Psalms. It is literally a Psalm of David. Um so I want to go back because I think that if everyone knows what kind of man David was and see, you know, see the things that he did that correlate to us today. And now I'm not going to say that killing somebody's husband to take, to take them as his wife is something we would do today, (laughs) but sin is sin so you can understand sin right so i think what's relative to the day to today is sin literally just sin so i think that and the reason why i i'm saying this is because um a lot of times and i know as far as you know me when you're raised as a strict christian when you sin you oftentimes feel horrible guilt and you know, beat yourself up and, you know, it's just, it's it's literally terrible. And I feel that if we can understand God more, then that beating ourselves up will go away, if you understand what I mean. Um, And the reason why I picked David is because the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. So, in that scripture, a lot of people don't know, comes from 1 Samuel 13, I believe it's verse 14, that it comes from. So, in that it comes from 1 Samuel 13, I thought, why not start our weekly devotionals in 1 Samuel? Just to kind of get a backstory on how... You know, it all started with David. By the end of Samuel, 1 Samuel, David has become king. We know this. So we're going to start with the first part of Samuel. Because in uh, the first part of Samuel, Saul is king. So we're going to start here. And we're going to just read our way through. So if you guys bear with me while I start reading. And I will, as I do with... uh. When I read regular books, I will stop 
and give commentary as needed. So, Lord, please be with us as we read your word. Give us knowledge and understanding of the things that we read. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I always read, I always pray before I read his word for that understanding. First Samuel 1, chapter 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you guys want to pause me and get your Bibles. Verse 1. Now, there was a certain man of Ramatham, Zophim. And please forgive me if I pronounce the name, the, the words wrong. I am American. These words are not, you know, in my vernacular. So please forgive me. Uh, now, there was a certain man of Ramatham Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeraham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, 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 the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever this time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah although the Lord had closed her womb. This sounds like Rebecca. Oh, I can't remember the names. Jesus. But I think you guys know, uh, Jacob had two wives, Rebecca and her sister, I think. That's what this sounds like. Um, And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. 
So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Now, of course, you guys who are Christians know that when it says, and he knew her, mean they had sex, okay? And the Lord remembered her. Obviously, he gave her a baby. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you and wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. And I guess that is how Samuel became a priest. So, oh, wait, this next chapter says Hannah's prayer. So we're going to read Hannah's prayer. <laughs> well, everybody wants to know Sierra's prayer. Let's talk about Hannah's prayer. So, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Do y'all hear that? She said, I smile at my enemies because I rejoice at your salvation. I know that you're saving me. I know that you're blessing me. So I'm going to smile at those who come against me. That's deep. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. Oof, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. That's deep. The bowels of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He he brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. Y'all hear this? He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. 
The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces from heaven. He will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. So, wait, the the next verse says, Then Elkanah went to his house at Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. Now, I, I will say this. This says that this was Hannah's prayer. And in that prayer, if you guys didn't know, didn't realize, her entire prayer was praise. Now, don't get me wrong, because her previous prayer, as you guys saw, was her praying and and asking the Lord for a kid, right? But this prayer was full of praise. And it was full of her knowing that God's got her no matter what. Because he has already proven himself. So, I, I stopped to say that because we are, we tend to be so double-minded. You know? We tend to only face forward and not remember all the goodness of the Lord. You know? And I'm not just saying this to you guys. I'm saying this to myself. Really to myself. Because this this prayer is literally a praise for everything he is. He, ma- he kills and makes alive. He makes the rich poor. He makes the poor rich. He lifts you up and brings you down. This is what she says. He is the God of all, of everything. He does it all. And I just feel that there are times when we we are too singularly focused. And we are focused only on ourselves and what we don't see in our reality that we've prayed for. Instead of remembering all the goodness of the Lord. You know what I mean? And that is why I am such a huge proponent of gratitude. Because gratitude helps us to, re- to remind ourselves what we are grateful for. And gratitude is praise. Gratitude is a, a feeling state. Gratitude is praise to God. And that is why a- after every episode, I remind you to do, to not neglect adding gratitude as a daily practice in your life. Okay, so I'm going to read a few more scriptures. Let's see where we are on time. Yeah, I'm going to read a few. I'm going to finish out this this uh, chapter. Now, the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. And the Eli is a priest. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servants would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot and the priest would take for himself all that the flesh brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, They should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires, he would then answer him, No. But you must give it now. And if not, I will take it by force. Yikes. 
And therefore the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. So it was basically the priest's sons who were trying to force (laughs) extra stuff from the people who were coming to see their father. But Samuel ministered but before the Lord, even as a child, wearing a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, The Lord give you descendants from this womb for the loan that was given to the Lord. Then they would go to their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And what that means is they were out here having sex with these these women. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I fear of your evil dealings from all the people. Know, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father, because the Lord desired to kill them. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, did I, did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod before me? And did I not give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick in my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded, in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me, to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so so that there will not be an old man in your house and you will see an enemy in my dwelling place despite all the good which God does for Israel. And there should not be an old man in your house forever. But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Mercy. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons on Hophni and Phinehas. And one day they shall die, both of them. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall be, who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before me before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and say, please put me in one of the priestly positions that I may eat a piece of bread. Wow. So basically, um, uh, of course I have read this before and basically what is going on here in the scripture is, 
his sons are unruly. They are stealing from the church. They are stealing from God's people. And they are really kind of rapey. They're coercing these women to have sex with them. Um, Probably, and this is just me and my own opinion, probably on behalf of the priest, you know. Um, I'm certain that they were using their power as the priest's sons to garner sexual favors. Um, so basically God is telling Eli that because you've chosen your sons above me, I am going to smite your house and all of your family as a result. That is literally what he's telling them. And he's telling them he's going to raise up another priest. So now you guys are going to have to bow down to this priest for even as much as, you know, a meal. So we're going to pick this back up um, next week with chapter 3. We read today 1 Samuel 1, chapters 1 and 2. And what I am getting from this, these two chapters are really... I think really simple. Disobedience takes away every blessing from God. Obedience opens up a wealth of blessings from God. That is what I I learned in the story of Hannah giving birth to Samuel and then being blessed with what five other children. And then now is Eli the priest who was anointed by God but put his children above his anointing. So that is what I got from these two chapters. I would love to know what you guys thought and what you thought about and and what's your take on the chapters, you know? Um, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, I know what's going to happen. But I can't wait to read next week, chapters three and four, because if you've never read this, then you are going to see what's about to happen to the priest's sons. (laughs) So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we read 1 Samuel 1, chapters 1 and 2. And next week we'll read probably 3 and 4 as well. So thank you guys for listening and for tuning in. Um to this devotional this week i hope you guys learned some things especially from god's word um and just my own little summary it's literally about obedience to god and disobedience you know that's literally what those two chapters were about and i hope that you guys saw that and i hope that it's the more that we read the more we're both we're all learning um about how these people lived, especially lived in the age where there was no savior that had come yet. That's a whole different conversation. So again, don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. And guys, because I I forgot to do this at the end, whenever I finish reading scripture, I always repeat this one scripture in in um in psalms always always let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O lord my strength and my redeemer always every time 
after I finished reading the scripture, I repeat it. That is Psalms 19:14. I'm going to try to have um, the scriptures available that I um, that I repeat often. You know, while I'm talking, I'll try to look them up by the end of me talking and just give you the scriptures. Um, I'll try. I'm gonna try my best to do that. So you guys have a blessed day. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.